Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always, the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick. Hey everybody, how are you? We're recording from a remote bunker location due to the fact that Richie caught the Rona. And uh, and uh, it's safer you. for Pat to not be here. Apparently, because, how are you uh, feeling? People need to know. Tired, but other than that, I'm all right. I can go back to work tomorrow. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Now, have so that, looking forward to that. Let me tell you. No, I know, I know. But are they actually paying you while you're out with the room? I'm taking vacation. Uh, yeah. Is that going to mess with your plans later on in the year that you had? Well, probably, but I mean, <sighs> like you know. What are you going to do? No, you like, do? Luckily, I have enough vacation, but they're like, you can go on disability. And I'm like, okay, but you don't get paid right away. And then, like, you. It gets to be a pain in the neck. Well, you still have to pay for your. You still have to shell out the $190 for insurance. Uh, and and you won't get it for like three weeks. I got you. Yeah, so no, give me three and a half days of vacation. That's fine. I got you. Okay. I got you. Let me tell you something. Worst vacation ever. (laughs) (laughs) I've had some bad vacations. Worst vacation ever. Well, my worst vacation was last year when Trish was really not feeling well. And I had to take, when she actually hurt her shoulder and I had to take three days sick time for her. And yeah, that was a bad vacation. (laughs) Yeah, this this was this was pretty terrible. Yeah, I can so, imagine. How are you doing today? All right, I'm quite well. It's very cold out there. I don't like it, and she wants yeah. to try to get to Six Flags today, which is not going to happen. <laughs> what the hell is there to do at Six Flags today? Eat Six Flags eat over basically for free. It- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That's our whole plan. Let's just go there to eat, so we don't have to actually make dinner. Um, no. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'd much rather have a subpar hot dog than a yes. subpar hamburger than what you can make at home. And let's travel a half an hour to get there and then freeze our rear end off doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's 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 the uh, 2022 equivalent of having dinner at the club. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into two more episodes of... Uh, of Ultraman Tonal Shift. Yes. <laughs> it really Radio. went left now. Holy moly. Uh, this one is episode uh, 40, Terror of the Saucer Race series, Mac Annihilated. God dang it, where's the bell? There it is. That scared the dog. Um, the Flying Saucer is a Living Creature. I think this yes. wins for longest, uh, longest title. title. <laughs> this dog is being the biggest scutch right now. What do you want? Do you want to stay up here with us while we're podcasting? Or do you want yes, to, he wants to be part of the show? <laughs> okay. Now, and he can't uh, hear me because he keeps looking around like he can. And I know he No, can't he can hear you. I'm, I'm sure he can hear you out of the one headphone. I'm sure he That's can. That's true, too. I'm sure you know, true he's too. a dog. He's probably like, where is the guy? <laughs> it's distressing to a dog. I can hear him. Why can't I bark at him? Why is he not yeah. chasing me? <laughs> why can't I bark? <laughs> no, why can't I see him? Why can't I just bark at him? Um, so this is episode forty, and it is the first episode in the Terror of the Saucer Race series. I think it also wins for longest title. Right, 
11.1% viewer rating, air date 110 of 1976. And you could have dated that by the glasses that oh they're using God. on the space station. Holy cow. I want those glasses. Those are fantastic. <laughs> They'd be great for a summer barbecue. Let me let me add those glasses. I'm sure there you could find them at a vintage shop for $30 a piece at this point. But uh, let's see. Directed by Kiyosumi Fukuzawa and uh, Shigemetsu Taguchi is our screenplay writer. A beast under the guise of a flying saucer travels from a distant planet to attack Earth. Mac doesn't detect it in time and gets all but destroyed. I don't even think you need the all but. <laughs> no, it pretty much gets destroyed. They get wiped out. They get wiped out as an afterthought. It opens up with uh, one of the one of the uh, ladies having a birthday party, right? And it's everybody's happy. There's cake. There's these fantastic drinks. They're all look like they're having tang. It's in space. Why not? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's at the Mac headquarters, so mm-hmm. they're going to have a birthday party. Okay, fine. Sure. I'm going to let that go. And Tang was very popular because, ooh, it's spacey. Ooh. It's what the astronauts drink. Exactly. That's right. Big things. <laughs> That's right. It's what the astronauts drink. So um, the flying saucer and, is dispatched from the dark planet towards Earth. Um, and did you notice how far away the dark planet was? Because I actually oh, wrote this nonsense. 40, 40 no, million kilometers? 10 million kilometers. 10 million kilometers. That's pretty Which, close. That's closer than Mars. Because <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> I saw the 10 kilometers. I'm like, that's awful darn close. So I yeah. actually had to look up how close Mars was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no wonder they were got here so quick. And the next exactly. part is it's the birthday party, right? And then they show the, uh, the radar of this thing coming up. And it's booking. Yeah. It's, it's like, going super fast yeah so this <laughs> it looks like it's just like a weird um christmas ornament of some sort i figured that's exactly what it was it's a christmas ornament that they added some stuff down to the bottom of yeah but i give them credit for that's an effective saucer done cheaply sure that's where i always give them credit anytime they can get something that is cheap and decently effective okay fine I'll go with it. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So we find, all right, that's fine. Uh, and uh, it basically wipes out the whole uh, base. Oh, before, oh, Silver Bloom, by the way, the, the right. alien. Before it um, wipes out all of Mac, did you happen to notice Dan Moraboshi's new mustache? I don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to see it again because I don't think we're going to see him again. Well, but it, man, he clearly grew a he's alive. Whatever his next role is, <laughs> clearly he's alive in in other show in other Ultra series, and apparently it was explained in a manga. Um, how he gets out? Okay, because it, it, uh, canonically he's not dead. Okay, so um, I think he's dead for this series. Oh, for the rest of this series? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Pretty sure. Um, but yeah, that, that I was like, "Who's the guy with the mustache? It looks like Dan Morbosh." Oh, <laughs> it is Dan Morbosh. <laughs> Who would have exactly. thought? Exactly. Who would have thought? So um, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, the, the, everybody tries to get out in the Mackies, um, and Dan's like, "You got to leave. You got to take care of. Uh, 
you've got to get, you know, you've got to be, you have to live. You've got to be Ultraman Leo. Earth. You've got right. to live. Right. Exactly. So uh, he, he vanishes as the lights go out and uh, the, the monster just eats up all the Mackie planes that try to escape. And it basically kills everybody, which is exactly. something. So he Not turns good. into Ultraman Not Leo good. and uh, fights the monster out in space. Uh, well, no, he grabs onto the monster, which then, and I mean, it's the obvious prop for the Leo doll that they use for the flying. Yeah, it spins him around. And I'm like, okay, that's stupid, but oh my God, is that fun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the greatest looking thing in the world. We get that. That's fine. It's understandable. Right. <laughs> but uh, so it heads back to the monster heads back to earth. Um, and um uh leo goes chasing after it uh now we Lance, also get our evil yeah. guy with the green oh, yeah. face yeah. and the cloak and the ominous music and the yeah, green face fancy I'm pants obviously or, the bad guy yeah, well yeah <laughs> you could have just based that on the cane and the cape generally speaking exactly the that's definitely and the green ma- and the green face i mean come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I was thinking about that last night. Like, uh, if we ever come across a race of intelligent aliens, right? And uh, they're like, hey, um, we really want to, you know, we, we're going to make peace with you and, you know, expand your technology and, you know, try to bring peace right. to the world. But we got one question. What's with all the green face in your entertainment? That's real offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys do it. You guys do it a lot, <laughs> and they always seem to be bad guys. Yeah, they're I don't all like bad it. guys. I don't care. I mean, there's the one that Captain Kirk made out with, and quite frankly, she's hot. But uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> normally they're bad guys. Yeah, can't. I, I don't care for it. But uh, so uh, the the uh, what do you call it? The the uh, saucer lands on a shopping mall, and it happens to be the very one that Momoko Takeshi and Kaoru are in uh they try to escape but the building crumbles around them and uh the guy by the way the evil guy's name is black directive okay sure um he walks past the fleeing people in a really uh really like all these scenes are very effective yeah yeah and they were like you know what we've got this much money left in the budget uh these last 10 episodes or 12 episodes are going to be real barn burners (laughs) Yes, we're gonna yes, light I stuff on no fire. Problem. We're shooting foam <laughs> at people. There's gonna be a billion extras. Like, there were a where did this money come from? <laughs> 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 this is the the cheapest thing I have seen from the Ultraman franchise yet. Just absolutely. Oh, sorry, Fergus. I just punched him in the head trying to pet him. Um, uh, you know when you go in sideways. To do the pet oh, yeah. and accidentally karate chop their forehead, and they're mm-hmm. like, "That's fine, it's all right, don't worry about it." I know you mean it. You're still petting me. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> Took karate chop to the head, but it's fine. Um, like I, it astounds me how large in scope this episode was. The, yes, these two episodes are huge. Everything else in this whole series has been. Let's see how cheaply we can get away with stuff. And now all of a sudden, we've got extras running around. We've got Buildings getting destroyed. It's almost like it was a bet. <laughs> <laughs> like you said last time, he must have hit that scratch off that Some he's been paying for off. all the time. It's <laughs> amazing. Some guy got a scratch off. Oh, 
I'm open. You know what? Uh, so uh, let me see if I can find. So yeah, uh, the what kills me is like, like it's a very hard. You you realize things do not look good, right? Um, that you see Kauru's little doll, and the doll is talking like, "Oh, we have to get back to school, and teacher's going to be upset." Well, I mean, and I'm like, "Oh, this is real hard to watch because they're going to kill well, this kid." No, no, no. They killed the kid, the girl that Gen was interested. The girlfriend, in. yeah, their the girlfriend, best friend, her best friend. Let's, right. you know, that's not bad for the show. Let's orphan this kid again. Because we orphaned him in the like, first episode. D- De-sibling him. I don't even know if there's a term for that. Like, <laughs> like what are you, turbo orphan at that point? It's exactly. terrible. Good God. And they, so they look, they find the, they find him on the list of known casualties. And I'm watching this scene and they're looking up at the um they're looking the Japanese at, writing. At Japanese at the kanji or the katakana or whatever. And I'm going, boy, this would be a lot more dramatic if I could read it. <laughs> <laughs> like this they're gonna focus on a name and i'm gonna go and somebody better just translate that uh because well, they actually did that that i gave them credit for because right? they passed by a whole bunch of other names that you know the japanese would be able to read right and right. then the three names that we need to say they do translate for right and they're like oh there's dad and oh there's this and that and you're just like oh this is this is pretty heavy um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they they uh, there's also a nurse there, um, and they, they, of course they see their names on the cash the flashbacks. There are some heart or on the on the uh, on the list, and there are some really rough flashbacks that we have to watch. Like yes, yes. Hey, remember their dog <laughs> that they no. had at the end of one episode? I was like, oh yeah, the dog. I forgot about the dog. That's great. Never saw him again. <laughs> no, Never saw him again. He wasn't important to the story, but we need, we're going to use this picture that we have. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they got a dog and then sold it on eBay or something? I don't know. <laughs> very, 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 very strange. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. And, and then, for uh, some reason now, Gen and the boy both move in with the nurse. Right. And their daughters. It's and a their wacky two daughters sitcom. Who are Amazingly conveniently aged. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see. Here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, again, we know that you lost um your girlfriend, your but girlfriend. hey, here's another one. But here's a new girlfriend and she's got better teeth. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh it's absolutely crazy. I don't get it. Uh like and it's just like again and and uh Toru now live with the nurse and it's and it starts out just like like everything's fine. Didn't, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are we worried? You know, just just oh, so what? Everything's fine. Everybody's dead, but what are you gonna do? Nobody knows what Gen does for a living at this point because Well, I think they know that he works for Mac. But I don't there's no Mac anymore. Mac is kaput. Well, I think I would think that there is more than just one spot for Mac. I, I bet think it's. I a, bet you we don't see another Mac agent for the rest of the show. I, would, I haven't looked at the titles, but I'm going to have to figure that we have to see more Mac because they have those planes that they're going to use again. 
Not anymore. They were all ate up by the monster. <laughs> you don't think that they're going to use those miniatures again seriously? What planet are you on that they built stuff to not use it? Yeah, even forty point. episodes in. But I mean, let's face it. The the title of this is called Machinaliated. That's like right <laughs> out of the gate. They're like, look, uh, it's all gone. So uh, don't. I hope none of these guys were your favorites um, because they're all <laughs> dead, dead. Okay, children, children. Yeah. <laughs> that are watching this show. It's like, oh my God. So um the on the way to the school, um, some kids find a strange object by the road and they bring it to class. One of them puts it in his locker and it follows them to the classroom. The teacher discovers it. And Taru's like, oh, it's a flying saucer. And then a bunch of the kids are like, well, you see flying saucers everywhere because everyone you know was killed by one. Like, that's some you real know Specific yeah. and real dickheaded bully. Right <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, your family was killed by a flying saucer, so you think everything is a flying saucer. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm with him. <laughs> yeah, I would like to punch that kid. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I wanted to see Tara just like, oh, you know, you're <laughs> right in the wood. <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, the saucer begins to fly at night. Uh, but it settles down as the teacher comes in to give it a once-over. He sets it over a heat force, there, and it transforms into a small version of the saucer form and sprays mist everywhere and uh, kills the teacher. Which right. is ir- ironic because they were talking about uh, asphyxiation in class that morning. As you do. As you do. Because yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah. So, And, I uh, mean, the teacher even goes on, everything needs oxygen everything living and i'm sitting there going you know plants pretty much don't but you know i'm not going to argue with the show now (laughs) yes well yeah okay good point uh so i'm just trying to think if there's like yeah they need it as waste i don't know uh (laughs) exactly (laughs) they need it to to fuel other things to make the thing they eat i don't know uh so (laughs) dan rushes to, to the school building uh, and the bad guy um, summons a storm. The now giant saucer floats through the rain, smashing buildings and unleashing waves of acid. First off, the storm costs money. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's, that's seriously like at first I thought, oh, it must have started raining, so they were like, we better film it in the rain. And it, like, wait a minute, no, because all the miniature work is done in the rain too. So yeah, obviously this was planned. It had to be planned. I mean, we've seen other movies that use rain effectively, so it can be done. But you have to have a set specifically for rain. You can't just magically say, okay, we need rain on this set. You have a set specifically for rain that you put your stuff on, too. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have, you know, things got to be worked properly. Planned and set up. Yeah. yeah. Now the giant saucer floats through the rain, smashing buildings, uh, throwing out waves of acid, and uh, it starts busting into uh, buildings as the humans are running for their lives, and uh, again I mean, evacuates the students. And right, the because you know, let's save the kids. Yeah, for once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we can't save one, we can save the rest of them. But uh, the the children are injured, of course. Gen walks three feet away from them and turns into Ultraman Leo. Nobody's right. gonna see that at all. <laughs> They've gotten past the fact that nobody knows who Gen that Gen is Leo and just 
Nobody's going to look. Don't worry about it. Nobody will notice it. <laughs> They're all looking at the flying saucer. Now, which um, is fair, but you yeah. might want to go more than just three feet away, like you said. Yeah. It's either been like, oh, my God, look at that, and then did it real quick. You know, like, um, but, you know, what I noticed is that he is, for two episodes now, he is now turning into Ultraman Leo from Civvies, right? Yeah. And just shows, uh, goes to show you, you can do that. Like, yes. stop dressing everybody in the same thing all the time to make your lives that much easier. <laughs> Ultraman Orb showed how to do it. You put the guy in a black turtleneck and headspace, and everything works out fine. Right, fine. right. And you can have him in his regular sh- shirt, and then in headspace, show him in the shirt you need him to show him in. And everybody will go, oh, okay, it's just headspace. No if problem. everybody, if we have to have headspace now, which clearly we do, um, why not do it this way? Yeah, yeah. Right? You're not wrong. You are absolutely yeah. not wrong. So uh, the the fight is pretty good. I like the fact that he, he runs up to the the flying saucer. It tangles them all up, right? And then he like motions to the adults, and they get the kids out of the way. They and then he seems to and then pull he's like, out all of its innards. <laughs> yes, that's it. I mean, he goes, that's exactly right. all right, the kids are safe. It's time for me to. To get Pull my this monster act apart from the inside out. Yep. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> Just pulls the thing apart. Um, he then uses the layout flash on it and blows it to pieces. Right. And it's like, oh, right. so the infuriated, the Commander Black uh, continues with his plan and finally and calls Black Dome to Earth. Or Black right. Dome as it is in the, in the uh, official in the no, yeah, the official yeah. subtitles is Black Doom. Black Dome is on the wiki, but I think this was written before the actual uh, Blu-ray release. Possibly, possibly, because yeah. I saw Black Dome on the, the video I watched. Yeah. But if it's Black Doom officially, I can go with that. I'm not yeah. going to argue. Hey, I also, found, I also found out that you've got a – can you get the Roku app on your TV? I could probably look around for it, yes. Check to see if you can get the Roku app, because apparently you can watch Tokushatsu through the through Roku that. app. Yeah. Okay, that I can do. There we go. <laughs> so, all right, let's talk All right, about do you have any the, uh, Monster Minute on our monster? On Silver, Silver Dome? Dome? Silver Doom? Silver Bloom, rather. Silver Bloom uh, is the first saucer monster and murderer of Max Station. There you go. Okay. <laughs> the murder of Mag Station. Holy moly. Uh, first and only appearance, clearly. Um, he is the, an affiliation of the Black Directive. Which, which is fine. Gonna, that's very effective. I like that. Height is from 0.4 meters to 60 meters. He's a saucer right. beast. 1.2 kilos to 10,000 tons. Fair. Um, his name was created for combining the English word silver and the German word for flower, bloom. Okay, there you go. Fair enough. Big shock. Um, <laughs> uh, it is designed after jellyfish and a Japanese wind chime. There you go. There you, there go. you go. That's what we were looking for. Uh, let's see. Trivia. When Leo got silver bloom, the ruined remains of a Mac ship can be seen. I did not see that. I did see that. I did oh, notice as he was pulling out the guts, I saw the Mac ship come out, and I'm like, oh, that's probably not good. <laughs> oh, I see a picture of it. Yeah, that makes sense. He's the first and only 
monster in an ultra series to kill an entire earth defense team. That's fair. That's fair. He also appears in the manga Ultraman Mebius, where it was sent by alien Katan to build, to battle Ultraman Mebius. It's the only saucer kaiju that has a color other than black in its name. Okay. So that's a little foreshadowing. (laughs) Um, It suggested that it feeds by covering its food in liquid. And, true, uh, true. Well, as it appears to be diluted by rainwater. Now, this is the one that had that yellow goopy. Yeah, yellow goopy nonsense. Yeah. Whatever. So, there you go. That's our. Oh, and there's a figure of it, believe it or not. Okay. That's yeah. fair. I'll buy that. Yeah. I can't get a figure of the mirror thing, but this <laughs> dope gets a friggin'. Yeah, the mirror thing would be the better thing to have, but you got to go with what they have. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah, and I got to try. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that little, uh, I'm seriously looking for that little uh, eraser. For that little eraser. Where are you walking <laughs> to? I have to use the restroom if that's okay with you. Oh, okay. So we're going to, this is about where we're going to cut the episode <laughs> and, and uh, come back. You could just right. say I need a bathroom break, but um, we're going to be back in a couple minutes with the second half of this. Um, Uh, right after this. And we're back with more of the Science Patrol. And we'll see how long Old Man Conroy's voice holds up. Because it is starting to fade out. Uh, well, is that because of the vid? Oh, yeah. It's, it's the Rona-related. It's Rona-related, uh-huh. yeah. The best part is I'm now allowed to leave the house. I have oh. to wear a mask, but I can I can actually go buy some groceries and, you, you know, that kind of thing, which is nice because, you know, it's we're at the, like, all right, what's left in the refrigerator stage, you know? Well, I mean, you could have called me and I would have picked up something. I know. We ordered, we ordered in, we did some stuff, you know, we did a shop right from home where you drive up and they leave it in back of your right. car. Like you have, you can do it that way. Yeah. Like gotcha. you have the plague because you have the plague. And, uh, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. And you know, I, we got, we got, we got food. It was fine, but it's like, okay. now we're at the stage of the food where I'm like, I don't want any of the food that's here. I've got you. I've got you. You know, you're like, I'd really love to get something different that I don't have. Yeah. Like, and it's fine. You can order dinner, whatever. But, like, you want to, and for lunch, you just want to make something quick that you don't have in the house. Yes. I got you. But, you know, hot dogs again, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Take another eight minutes off my life. Sure. Whatever. Speaking of taking eight minutes off your life, here comes more Ultraman Leo. Terror of the Saucer Race series, the saucer creature from the evil planet is here. Yes. I think they just went with, we've got enough room. We can just make a title any length we want. We're good. Yeah. Hey, you think you think it's possible we can just, uh, how big is the screen? How small can we make the font? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Back in, at this point, they're just like, yeah, uh, you know what? The saucer creature from the evil planet is here. That's it. Let's go get lunch. We just the titling guys have given up. They're just like, oh, come on. Exactly. Like exactly. we don't need this. Um, but this was uh 117 of 1975. Uh Kiyosumi Fukuzawa is our director. Uh Shigetsumu Taguchi 
is our screenplay. It's got a 10.7 viewer rating, um, which I don't know. I think maybe a lot of it was probably because it went real dark. Yes. That's my guess is that parents were like, oh, this might not be appropriate for the children. Like, oh, let's see. We just killed off all of our main characters except for Leo and a kid. Right. So, yeah, maybe it's a whole different <laughs> show now. It is a whole different show. This is like Leo season three. <laughs> like, they did this. They did the whole, like, uh, Japanese folklore series. Yeah. Like, they're like, they were trying anything that stuck to the wall. And they were like, what about hyperviolent UFOs? Great. Great. Yeah, that let's go there. Awesome. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, summoned by the Black Directive, Black Doom heads towards the Earth. Uh, meanwhile, Toru and Ayumi are invited by a friend, Oba, to search for flying saucers. Okay, first problem of the episode. I enjoy the fact that they had they were in a secret observatory as a uh, building being constructed. Yeah, pretty you much. Know, that's fun. Because kids will do that. Or they used to be mind, able to do that. You used to be able to do that. And for me, looking at it, I'm going, oh, yeah, not a safety net anywhere, not a rail nope. anywhere, not a fence anywhere. These nope. kids won't fall off this building. Rebar all over the place. Yeah, this isn't dangerous at all. Yeah. Hey, good piece of uh, foreshadowing there, by the way, about the rebar. But, uh, <laughs> like, think about, think about, like, just how dangerous that is. Oh, yeah. Then you, you look at it like, okay. This is a universe where monsters come out of the sky and kill massive amounts of people. Who needs a net? Honestly, right. at that point, no, you're, live, you're right. <laughs> live your life. Live your life. You don't know when you're going to die because we don't know when the monsters are coming, so you might as well just go yeah. and have fun. <laughs> I think the answer is probably soon. That's the answer. Probably soon. Pretty much. It might happen very quickly. So, um, uh, all right. So, uh, they, they, uh, they see that it's you know, they have flying saucer and they start communicating to it with a mirror, which right. is strange because black directive is communicating with that crystal ball doohickey, um, which crystal, but with the crystal ball, I don't need to add doohickey. You don't have to it's add a doohickey, crystal ball, no, crystal ball. That's all it is. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting thought of, we can try to connect with a mirror. Let's try to talk to him. Ooh, let's take some pictures. I thought it was all, yeah. okay. We have to be able to prove this nonsense, but here's my big problem with this. Taru's like, do you think there are flying saucers? Everybody you love was killed by a flying saucer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One <laughs> episode ago. Not even like it was like Ultraman Leia 1, where he was younger and could have suppressed the memory. Right. It's last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your sister had a building dropped on her by a flying saucer monster. You dimwit. Don't. <laughs> God. And he's like, hey, let's let's call it over. Why? What? Was the writer smoking mushrooms? Can you smoke mushrooms? I don't even know. He took something because they were like, yeah, last week didn't count except for the fact that there was an alien. We're good. Keep moving forward. Right. And, he, and it's supposed to be, like you said, a continuing series because it is Terror of the Saucer Race. So maybe you want to kind of figure, okay, he does know saucers exist, not, ah, there's no saucers, no big deal. Right, like, <laughs> I've never seen one. How? How? <laughs> how? There have been, 
This is not the first one, I don't think, in the whole no, series. Not at all. Sure not at all. Giant monsters. We had, a, up until last week, we had a, a base up in space where we could fight interplanetary problems. Right. Giant silver guys fighting said monsters. Yep. But you're wondering if flying saucers are real. Yeah. You're 100% right. Good Lord. 100% right. Got a like plot hole you could, you could drive a Star Destroyer through it. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> like you keep telling me, stop asking for things to make sense. This is fine. <laughs> I don't mind when things don't make sense as long as they don't make sense in the context of the show. You, right. your, your universe sets up certain rules, right? And those rules are, this is how physics works. This is how this works. And it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but if you deviate from that within your own show, the hell are you doing to me? <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not Anyhow. wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, boy. All right. So the flying saucer lands. It, ex- it becomes like a giant horseshoe crab. And um, uh, it, it's not good. And it starts right. spitting deadly foam. As uh, people are like, oh, my God, we got to get out of here. And it's killing people left and right. Right. And collapses buildings somehow. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Somehow. Sure. Yeah, it just beats the hell out of them. Oh, I think it's <laughs> acid. That's why. I thought that was very effective that it, like, sprayed on a building. And the building just went. And just, yeah. Like, collapsed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought that was I neat. didn't know you could have foamy acid, but sure. Why not? What do I know? I'm sure scientifically that's not. Uh, I wouldn't even argue it. I Again. If it works in this universe, whether or not it's good in our universe or not, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm dual wielding laptops right now. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, I'm using the I'm using the new laptop um, for the conference call, and, and the old laptop old to as, look stuff up. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. And I'm going to put a new operating system on the old one so that it's not uh, uh, you know, as messed so up as it was. Right, so that it doesn't every every website I go to like, do you know you're using an outdated browser? Yes, I know. <laughs> the laptop is the laptop is nine years old at this point. It's a Chromebook. It's not meant to last that long. Right, but right. apparently this Chromebook has a huge fan base. Oh, okay. people who are like, oh, let's mod it and put new this in it, and I'm like, uh, okay, let's. I'll try that. Sure. Yeah, give but it like, a shot. You could apparently put more memory on it, but you have to literally solder it to the motherboard. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, my soldering skills are, are okay at best. Okay at best. Yeah, but you anyway. probably could do it, but do you really want to is the question. By the way, you can get acid foam. Uh, there's one of them, which is a concentrated premium acidic high foaming cleaner. Okay, fair yeah. enough. So there you Thank go. You. Look at that. <laughs> That's what <sighs> that's what dual wielding will get you, Patrick. There right? you go. go gotcha. You can look stuff so anyway, up as you're having a meeting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the kids rush up to recover equipment, uh, but then they get trapped because the monster lands on top of this parking deck or whatever they're in. Right. Uh, right. The building begins to fall apart. Oba's mom and dad try to rescue them, but they're injured. Uh, Gen arrives and begins to make his way towards the kids. He throws one of the rebars and it, it uh, hits the monster like I guess in a vulnerable spot. Yeah, mid-mandible, sure. Yeah, and it's like, ooh, and it goes goes away. 
Um, now, Oba is taken in by the lady who took in Gen and Toru. Her of course. Her enormous. Um, <laughs> and for J- Japan, where nobody has big space, she has enough to have three new people move into her house with her two daughters that are already there. Yeah. Okay. Sure. sure. So that's, what, uh-huh. four bedrooms at this point? Like Minimum. Very impressive. <laughs> like we said, impressive. girls are conveniently aged. But no, there's lots of bedrooms. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Keep moving, keep yeah, moving. There's, yeah, there's... <laughs> yeah, good point. Do they sleep in the same room? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> even... It's funny. They're like, well, what kind of college person are you? That, and it's like, okay. And then she had... The other daughter happens to sit right in front of Taru in class. Yeah, shockingly. <laughs> yeah. Good. Convenient. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> All right, it's oh. fine. It's like we look. We only have twelve episodes left. We have to do what we have to do. Exactly. To make this exactly. thing work, <laughs> we have to rejigger the entire show again. Right. Hopefully, but like we're getting some rating success. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have much to get through now. <laughs> right. I don't even think we're going to make because <clears throat> uh, in two weeks April we're going to actually... yeah we're sitting right. two weeks we have these so. We're gonna have to do something like one and Put one. Lay on hold again. Or, I'm all good with putting Leo on hold. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It's pretty good right now. I feel like I no. don't feel bad. Oh, I don't I feel bad. Do. I could actually. I feel like we could actually get through it at this point because it's not. It's not bad at all. Um. Okay, I'm gonna say if something radical here. I'm kind of into it. Like, <laughs> 40 episodes in. It's not. I realize anymore. it's some sort of ultra Stockholm syndrome. I get that. <laughs> like, no, it's a great series. Uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. Listen, if you want to do one of the manga that's coming out and the Leo, I'm not going to argue loud. Yeah, we may should, maybe, maybe we should do that. <clears throat> and then we'll do like, we'll go. Then we'll go twofers on the uh, on the animes. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It'll blurt it out all at once. Yeah, that's another thing that's annoying. Is like, all right, really, like I don't like the fact that, but at least it's only also twelve, right? I think I haven't seen how many it's going to be. The last one was twelve, right? Last one was twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Well, I mean, that's something that Netflix does that other streaming services don't. Netflix doesn't care. It'll just blurt everything out to you right away. Other streaming services make you wait a week to see the new, new show. Which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gives you time to sit in and consider it. And you can go to work and like go, hey, you see Moon Knight? Moon Knight was awesome. Oh, what do you think this is? Right. Right. Yeah. Works very, very well. By the way, did you see Moon Knight? Of course I did. It's great. Of course I did. Did you notice... Uh, Easter egg for everybody. Did you notice the postcards that his mom keeps sending him? I did right. not. Okay. Because he says, oh, I got your postcard, right? They're all the same postcards that they sell at the museum gift shop. So clearly, okay. one of his other personalities is sending him the postcards. Ah. Okay. His, his mother doesn't exist, clearly, because he keeps talking to voicemail. Right. Right. So Okay. Yeah. And he must keep the voicemail awake with a different personality, because that's what this guy is. I... Okay. Zing, okay. zing, zing, my friend. That's what I'm thinking. 
right, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's only a six-episode series, so I'm yeah, I'm really excited. I, I, I like it so far. Um, Wayne was like, eh, it was okay. Uh, we started Daredevil. She's out at episode two. Really? She was like, no, nah, this is terrible. I can't, it's so slow. I can't deal with it. Okay. She's like, it was well, terminal. She's like, that 55 minutes felt like three hours. <laughs> I was like, wow. It gets better later on in the series. I'll be honest. And- I'm in from the first episode. I liked it. Oh, I liked it. Yeah. What I would also suggest. Don't watch you- Iron Fist. I know. <laughs> no, I, I never watched Iron Fist. I gave up. I didn't watch it at all. Yeah. Watch Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. That first season is dynamite. From yeah. there, it falls off a cliff real quick. Oh, okay. You know, it's Fair got enough. three seasons, I think. First yeah. season is dynamite, and then falls off a cliff because they Apparently don't know what she to do. Sh- she's showing up in She-Hulk. So, oh, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. Okay, yeah. so I'm excited for that. Yeah. But uh, back to the show, anyhow. So, anyways, uh, the next uh, next morning after breakfast. Uh, Jen drives the nurse's daughter, Izumi, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Izumi Miyama, to a construction site uh, where some artifacts were found, and she wants to um, research along with her superior, Dr. Tadaka, super hot, tall Dr. Tadaka. (laughs) Can we talk about, I was like, you know, Gen's new love interest possibly is pretty good looking. Then they get there, and I'm like, who is this tall glass of water? My and the goodness. girl even says, just don't be amazed at how attractive. Oh, my yeah, she's super good is. looking, right? And he's like, ah, come on, holy smokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he I'm gets like, out of the okay. car and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden you expect the Warner Brothers Ooga eyes yeah. to come out. Yeah, he's like fixing his hair like super obvious. Like, exactly. oh, let, me, let, me just get, <laughs> let me just do this. My goodness, that was very quick. Oh, my word. <sighs> so. They find what they think might be a seashell fossil, but of course it's black human and saucer disguise. Of course. Uh, of course. They bring it to the university to get studies, uh, to get studied rather. Um, the professor is like, okay, or no, she goes, a uh, tall, uh, tall scientist, Takata, goes to get the uh, professor. Uh, they think, of course, comes alive and starts stalking her. Right, right. Basically, uh, via a series of shots where they throw the prop at her, <laughs> <laughs> and that part, or they not, swing it by on, on. They swing it by yeah. on strings. They're not going to throw yeah. it directly on her. They swing it by on strings. You can almost see the strings. Yeah, but it was effectively done sure. for again as cheaply it as it fine. was done. It was fine, <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. Like, all right, we're standing here. We're going to throw this and break a lamp. Like, you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, and then they throw it out the window. Yep. So you can say, okay, it flew away. And the, that's when the professor walks in. Well, where did you, where's the thing? Well, it flew out the window. Doesn't notice the busted window. He has to look like literally that goes down sta- the stairs to his office and there's a busted window. Yeah. And he just walks in like, so where's the thing? I'm like, well, you didn't notice that your giant windows busted open. And, and the other like, girl says, well, you must have just hidden it so you can get all the credit. Yeah. Come like, on. okay. Well, okay. Susie insecurity. That's a big problem. Like, like don't, yeah, don't much. go accusing, don't go accusing our, our new friend of that. That's, that's just not nice. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's, 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 like, it's very, very odd. It's like, look, very, I understand that science is a competitive field and new 
new discoveries and whatnot, but easy peasy. Like yeah, slow down just a hair. Take a just breath. A hair. Take a breath. Yeah. Even the professor says, well, it's a possibility. Before he sees the broken list, he says, it's a possibility that it may have flown out the window. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, look, the glass proves it. Yeah. You think? Sure. Okay. <laughs> What's great is this doctor is then enlisted to watch Toru later in the episode. Yeah. Like, here, take care of this kid. And he's like, Yo, okay, I'm an authority figure. I'll do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sure, I'm sure. We can't find a cop to leave him with because that guy will get killed in 12 seconds. But, you know, <laughs> if I was this nurse, I'd be super concerned with the with the safety of my family and my house. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like keeps inviting people in. Come on in. No problem. Not even not even people. Specifically Gen and Toru. Yeah. They yeah. are they are death magnets. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. They're just like it's it's like <laughs> oh my God, it's awful. It's it, you know so, anyways, again, searches uh, while the colleagues are start her colleagues start looking for the the, the fossil outside. Um, right. Toru arrives to say uh, to tell Uba, who the hell's Uba? That's the kid that was the flying saucer. Oh, Uba! They put two. They put an extra O in, and I'm like, who the yeah. hell's Uba now? Okay, uh, the, this kid is now. Uh, seeking revenge and came there to, to uh, kill the monster. Of what he thinks he's going to do. But uh, he's going through like a dark cellar and he finds him just in time to find the, the monster. Uh, he throws his flashlight at him and they run out. The building explodes because that's what happens. That's what happens when you throw a flashlight at a monster. It is going to explode the building you're in. That's right. It just makes sense. <laughs> um, of course. So they teach that in <laughs> scouts. Uh, Ken, of course, transforms and defeats the monster. Um, his parents are released from the hospital, of course. Uh, it's it's a good fight. You know, it, it's, it's a good not fight. It's a bad fight. I like how the monster sprayed the foam on to Leo. Right. It slowed him down a bit. And what does he do? He, You can see the little doll that they used for the flying. They spin that around real quick on yeah. the string to get the foam off. Right. Okay. Okay, right. sure, 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 yeah. sure. I don't know if you can hear it, but my dog is barking like a fiend, probably because the people downstairs are going out. Oh, and take me with you, take me with you. Well, he hasn't <laughs> seen them in a week because uh, their son was like, well, I'm worried to get worried about getting COVID, you know, uh, if the dog comes over. And I'm like, I get it, but it, it probably that's probably not, but not going to happen. Be don't safer worry. than sorry. Yeah. yeah, but like he hasn't seen them and he is. Like, we come back in from a walk, and he just sits out in front of their door like, can I go see I my friends? Can I go see my yet. friends? I'm like, not yet, buddy. Tomorrow. Like, yeah. we're, Let's we're be good. safe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a, it was a great. They're blowing up buildings. They're, they're There's lots of extra measures. Stuff yeah, on fire. The phone had to cost something anyway. Yeah, they've got all kinds of extra extras. (laughs) Well, they that's why that's why it's not a beam weapon, Patrick, because foam ain't expensive. That's true. You can make foam in the kitchen, right? Like not wrong. Yeah, there's like (laughs) we've seen foam in this show a lot because it's it's 
cheap. Cheap. It's uh, cheap. We can cheap make stuff. That's right. Foam looks good on camera. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's not a problem. <laughs> exactly. And then to end our episode, we get our evil guy who then calls Absorba for our next episode. So now you can see that this is going to be a continuing thing with this guy yeah, until so, somehow Ken gets him. Yeah. So let's talk about Black Directive real quick. He's also known as Commander Black. He's the final antagonist of our TV series. Okay. Um, and of course, we opened up another giant uh, and, thing. Yeah. Um, uh, up until the last episode of his, uh, up until the episode before his introduction, Ultraman Leo lacked that true major antagonist. Um, so it's likely that Black Directive was introduced to fulfill that role. He's commander of the Saucer Beast who hopes to destroy Ultraman Leo and conquer Earth. Um, of course. So, oh, you know what we don't see? He's got this fantastic suit, and there's a big skull on the uh, breast pocket here. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. No. We'll no, get there. Pretty. Like, if you didn't think he was a bad guy, like, that should have tipped you off. <laughs> like, the fact that he's walking towards the monsters, yeah, green That's face. That's a good sign. Sure. Evil hat, black gloves and a cane. Come on. And a, cl- a cape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 80 kilos, black star. His, um... Oh, dude. I'm going to blow your mind. Go ahead. Ultraman Leo for episode 40, his first uh, appearance. Right. We have seen this guy. We have? Latest appearance, Ultraman Orb, episode 22, The Unmarked Cafe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's crazy, right? Okay. Fair enough. There you go. So... That's he was the guy who showed up who had the uh who had the um that big red monster that looked like yeah. um the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Crazy, right? That is that is that's crazy. I was like, I knew he had a different hat though, it wasn't quite as big. It was much oh, more like much more restrained. To the door. Yeah, of course. <laughs> He's not gonna be that evil for that long and like uh, let's look for Black Doom here. The second um, saucer beast summoned by Black Directive. Um, come on with the ads. They're huge. Um, height is 45 meters, 10,000 tons. Oh, he's a lightweight. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is the uh, first and only appearance. Technically second appearance since he had a cameo last episode. Yeah, well, kind of. And we have a monster roar. Oh, oh okay. okay. That's more buildings being destroyed, but we'll take yeah. it. Okay, fine. Um, I'm like trying to turn it up. I'm turning it down. Uh, <laughs> Black Doom sound when he hovers in the sky will be reused for creatures such as Absorba, Demos, and Black Terrier. Terrina. Okay. Uh, Black Doom's design is based on horseshoe crabs and fiddler crabs. Yes, that I have. <laughs> yes, I saw <laughs> <laughs> that. I noticed. <laughs> like his candy, he can transform into a saucer form. Um, he d- flashes of light to uh, use for communications. He can change size. 
He has pepsin bubbles. Hmm? Okay, sure. Oh, here we go. It's a chemical foam containing the digestive enzyme pepsin. That's sure. why. That's why. That's it why dissolves it dissolves people. everything. I got gotcha. you. Fair enough. Fair there enough. <laughs> yeah, look at that. And he has a giant pincer on his left arm that he's effectively in melee combat. Exactly. So yeah, next episode coming up. Let me look that up real quick. Oh, yeah, it I didn't let that, is I didn't let it down. Terror of the bloody giant ad. Come on. <laughs> Terror, Terror of the, the saucer, saucer Race series. Leo is in danger. The assassin is a flying saucer. Of course, the assassin is a flying saucer. It's the Terror of the Saucer Race. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you, the title guys gave up. They just gave up. Just tell like, them what's oh. happening. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Man, your super obvious title number three. Fine. <laughs> exactly. At some point, I was going to call it Death, Mayhem, Destruction, The Usual. <laughs> Leo blows stuff up. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it, previous to this, it would have been like, the budget is used effectively. Exactly. <laughs> the budget is super cheap. But yeah, so, um, yeah, that's it. So we're, we're getting into some good stuff here. Fair. It's Fair. frightening. That it took is? Like, 38 episodes to really enjoy this. <laughs> this just shows you that Ultraman Leo could have been a cracking 12 episode series. That's where we keep going. We don't want our Ultraman series now to be 50 episodes because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be good anymore. Look at, oh, that's going to, you know what? I've never used this as an example, but look at Ultraman Leo. It's, uh, tw- it's 40 episodes basically of, or 38 episodes of eh, <laughs> to right. get to the quality. <laughs> not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. It was like watching a it was like watching a really bad dramatic film on HBO when you were a kid to catch that eight seconds of full frontal nudity that yeah. the TV guy promised you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say something about a Chayo movie that we had to watch an hour of to get to the decent part? <laughs> Yeah, same idea, same principle. I didn't want to beat a dead horse, Pat. Like I was trying I'm to go with something that new. Dead horse. Oh, I'd like to beat that horse further dead. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, yeah, that's basically it. Thanks everybody for tuning in to this quarantini neato episode yes. of the Science Patrol. Um, Rate, we'll review, be, subscribe. Yep, we should be back stuff. in person probably next week. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I would, I would think so. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm clear at that point. There you uh, go. I don't. Uh, we could have done it in person this week, but I would have had to have worn a mask, and that's just dumb. So yeah, it wouldn't have worked out. This well, it would have sounded terrible, quite frankly. Yeah, you would have had something in front of your face. It would not have been good. And I would have worn them. My wife wasn't going to let me go to your house at all. Right. I'm like, okay, so, no, yeah, it's I fine. It's it. it we're good. Um, it would have been the Pat, the Pat Rooney and Bane show. Let me tell you about Ultraman Leo, Patrick. You know, yeah, would have been great. Exactly. Good stuff. Um, The Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24 hours a day. Look at that first time out of the gate, right? Um, There you go. uh, Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week for your help. If you need somebody to talk to, uh, please call it. The number is as follows. 1-800-273-8255. Or you can text talk to ELK or home, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. 
The world is better with you in it. Um, exactly. Apparently, there was a, a bit of a kerfuffle with the talk line a couple weeks ago um, where it was shown that it was some sort of uh, also being used to train AI. Really? Yeah. And since that came out, the people who were running it were like, oh, oh all right, we won't do that. And they stopped doing it. Okay. So, okay. I did not know that. Apparently one of those cases where they're like, what, was that bad? Like where George Costanza <laughs> slept with the, the cleaning lady at work. Was that bad? Should I have not done that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ask for forgiveness rather than permission. <laughs> You're not wrong. Exactly. Right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the Science Patrol for this week. Uh, on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Tally forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bach. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs> <laughs>